Welcome to Working Matters. My name is Carl Edwards. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, this week we start a brand new series with a brand new guest, our own George Rosas. Hey, George. Hey, good morning. For those of you who don't remember George or haven't met him yet, he is a software developer and the producer of this show. And we enjoy periodic conversations about all things technology. And this uh, new series will be no different. Yeah, I'm on Claudia's baby schedule. Whenever there's a baby, you can count on me showing up. <laughs> hey, and we, we are starting a new series and we are calling it Clutter, Friend or Foe. Clutter, a reality that we all deal with. It's out there. It um, impinges on us from all sides, be it household clutter to workspace clutter to any area of life. It's just there's more than we can deal with. Yeah, and I'm definitely a victim of clutter, so I'm not here to say I know the answers or I know which way you should uh, organize your desk or your desktop on your computer. You mean we're not going to get all preachy? I'm not definitely not going to get all (laughs) preachy. I need help. I think it should be a very interesting discussion on all the different types of clutter that we have in our lives. Yeah, and we're going to take a technical angle on it. So over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at clutter in terms of what's going on in social networks. We're going to be looking at clutter and what's going on in all the technology tools that are available for us now. We're going to look at clutter in the multiple ways there are to communicate with each other now. And then finally, we're going to talk about clutter on the desktop, both the virtual one and the real one. So it's going to be good. It's going to be real. You know, the first thing I thought we would chat about, George, is in dealing with clutter, we're not really out to, you know, make a value statement on it. Like clutter's bad or right. you're, you're, you're out of control if you've got a cluttered work style. Yeah, I think that we're taking an interesting approach. Some people might look at someone's cluttered desk. You know, I was on the internet you know, doing some reading about clutter to prepare for this. And I came across a funny picture of a politician's desk, piles of papers everywhere. There was <laughs> everywhere. multiple computers. And, you know, I, I was just thinking, how, how does this guy find anything, right? But I think that we're not here to say, don't do that. We're here to maybe ask the question of, is that working? And if it's working, that's fine, you know. But it's good to examine yourself, right? It's good to see if it's working for you or not, because sometimes we just go with the flow and we let it all pile up and we don't really think about whether that's slowing us down. Exactly. So we become the criteria, and that is our point, is it's what's working for us, working for you, that matters more than making a statement on any form of organization or lack of organization being better than any other. I once worked somewhere where one of the executives had that very office, in fact, If it was a politician, I'd wonder whether we were talking about the same person or not. (laughs) But it wasn't. Piles everywhere. Well, we had a young intern come in one summer who decided that while this guy was on vacation, she would do this great gift because they had developed sort of a rapport and organize his office. And she was so excited about what she was doing for him. And she worked so hard that whole two weeks he was gone. And when he came back, Unfortunately, (laughs) I was going to say there's a bad ending to this story. There is the most sad, tragic ending to this story. (laughs) This guy was so mad. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Because even though from her perspective, his office was out of control and a fire hazard and there's no way he could find anything, he actually knew where everything was. And now that it was organized, he couldn't find anything. Sad slash humorous angle on. You know, what works for one doesn't always work for everyone. 
Yeah. So one of the things that we'll be talking about in future episodes is not just our own personal clutter and what works for us, but sometimes clutter is imposed on us. You know, we'll talk about some of the issues I've had with smartphones over the years or working in, a, in certain companies where things on the desktop were mandated by the company to be there as much as I would want it to not be there. And here's the problem with clutter is it gets in the way. You're trying to do something and you can't do it. You either can't find something or you're overwhelmed by all that's there and it gets in the way. And that's where we're different from each other, which is what we want to point out is what helps and gets in the way for each of us is different. But what you're pointing out is when the issues come from some, how someone else organizes or how a company organizes, we're immediately at odds because they're trying to solve one problem and create one scenario and it doesn't work for you. That's what we're going to be doing with this series is, again, we're going to be thinking about making clutter or organization a friend instead of a foe and being able to think about it in terms of what works for you and not instead of trying to help everybody become a neat person or everybody become an organized person. We are definitely opposed to groupthink, like everybody needs to be a neat freak. It's probably going too far, don't you think? Yeah, that's a box I don't fit into. No, no, nor should you have to, even though the neat freaks of the world cannot understand for the life of them why anyone or how anyone can live in what they perceive as clutter. And that hopefully we can keep a good sense of humor about and laugh at those situations where we do drive each other crazy. We're going to look at social networks, for example, and uh, communication in particular, where the clutter is uh, imposed on us by our friends sometimes, right? Yes, yes and uh, how these are two-way streets. And I think that's going to be a fun conversation there. Yeah, because friend clutter, all this stuff coming at you from all these people. And there might be people that you want stuff coming from, but what they're cluttering you with isn't of interest to you. And it might be people that you don't want to hear from. I've got a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) Another category is what I call sales clutter, so that people are trying to connect and get in contact with us and break into our worlds for purposes of constantly putting ideas and products and services in front of our faces so that uh, taking advantage of all the different communication vehicles that are out there. And again, most of them we choose. We want to be in touch with these companies and services. But at some point, it gets to be too much and it gets in the way. And we either don't see any of it and miss things that are important to us, or we you know, just kind of wig out and cut off from everybody. And I think as we go through each of these topics that we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks, you'll be able to sort of build your own definition of clutter and what works for you and what is getting in your way, or maybe what's helping you get your job done. Exactly. Which is how we're distinct from, you know, most groups out there. We're not putting ourselves out there as the guru on stuff and here's the right amount of social networks to have, or this is the best communication tool to use or the best smartphone or the right way to organize your desktop. It's really about understanding how you work and thinking which tools and which things are going to propel that forward and which ones are getting in your way. Yeah. For me personally, I feel like, you know, I only have 24 hours in a day and I typically only work eight hours a day, right? So anything that is cluttering to the point where I'm not able to get my job done, I I almost view it as a tax. And it's sort of like a tax on my attention span. Mm, Excellent image. Yeah. You know, I have a limited amount of time to give to all of these things. And so in some ways, clutter might be 
working for me and that I can do a lot of things at once. But in, in other times, it is really taxing the my ability to get things done and robbing my attention span. It works both ways for me. I like having multiple email addresses so that my subscriptions come to one place and my advertising comes to one place for the things I want to see and my personal correspondence comes to one place. And that helps me. Other people think, look at my email client and just you know shake their heads. But that helps me because I can just focus on one of them. Now, again, it has the opposite effect later when the computer's going bing, 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 and half of its ads, and I'm yeah. stopping what I'm doing to peek at something that's just an interruption. So I got to nuance that somehow. I know how you feel. When there's an unread count in my email, I can't sleep at night. So no, no, no. I immediately have to turn my attention to it. There you go. So yeah. even you know between us, we just come up with a couple clues about ourselves that a signal that something's not working for us as well as it could turn off notifications that's what i should do but i can't (laughs) i can't bring myself to do it no no because there's one type of notification that you do need and you do value so it's got to be a different approach that's right well visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com we're going to be talking about these things online and would love to hear what's going on on your desktop and in your inbox and thinking aloud together about clutter what works for you and what doesn't we'll be back next week visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com this podcast is a bold enterprises production